you always need to know the importance of good copywriting. Your words can make all of the difference in how your audience perceives your brand and whether or not they take action. Welcome back to On The Horizon. This is Melrose Michaels. I am your host and I'm here to share what's worked for me in building my adult creator business to try to make building yours just a little bit easier. Let's get into today's episode. Who misses free and affordable ads without the anti-sex work rhetoric? Assembly 4 is a team of sex workers and technologists from Melbourne, Australia, aiming to bring back free and fair advertising to the sex work community. They also give back to organizations based in harm reduction, sex work, and education. Stepping away from the clunky design of traditional platforms, their platform, Trist.link, is a refreshing and well-needed change in both presentation and mission. It's free to join and open to all. In the words of an A4 user, from the policies to the language to the advice and tips, it makes such a big difference to feel supported and encouraged instead of policed. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This week's topic is copywriting for adult creators. All of the info we put out here is free, so if you find value in what you learn here today, please, please, please take a moment to share it to your socials so we can help more creators. Our socials here at SexWorkCEO are at SexWorkCEO, spelled out on Twitter and Instagram, and forward slash SWCEO on YouTube and TikTok. YouTube is where we host all of our free courses. So that being said, I don't have as much time as usual today, so I am going to try to get through this topic as effectively as humanly possible while still getting to anything you guys might need. So jumping into today's topic, as an adult content creator, you always need to know the importance of good copywriting, whether that is writing copy for your website, writing copy for video descriptions, or for your social media posts. Your words can make all of the difference in how your audience perceives your brand and whether or not they take action. So to help improve your copywriting skills, I put together kind of a list of the best copywriting tactics taught by some of my favorite world-renowned copywriters that I follow and learned a lot from personally. So let's get started. First off, I want to discuss just knowing your audience. One of the most important principles of copywriting is to know your audience. I've spoken about the importance of this in a lot of our past Twitter spaces, but it is an extremely important factor in terms of writing good copy as an adult creator as well. You need to understand who you are writing for and their needs, interests, and pain points. That is really what comes into play when you're writing good copy because that is how you're going to communicate the necessary message to have your audience take action. So here are just going to be a couple steps that you can take to kind of get to know your audience better. So first off, conduct market research to learn about your target audience demographics, interests, and behaviors. So some ways you can do this are posting polls to your fan site pages. Um, even on your social, on Twitter, there's a poll option. On Instagram, there's a poll option. Also asking your fans in mass DMs or in feed posts what they'd like to see more of from you content-wise. That's a really great way to understand your audience and your target demo. And then also just checking your social analytics to get an idea and gauge more of what your demo is. You can also check your OnlyFans analytics as well. If you understand how to read those, I always think that that's a really great place to start. This will kind of outline the countries that are most active on your page and who are most actively following and subscribed to you as well. If you're enjoying this podcast episode so far, please take one moment to share it with another one of your adult content creator friends. 
because you know what the rule is here. We do not gatekeep and we want to make as many adult creators businesses as easy as possible. And you sharing this episode with them might do exactly that. Thanks so much in advance. Next, you're going to want to create what we call buyer personas. And this is what's going to represent your ideal customer. So a buyer persona in our industry is going to be kind of what your notes on your fans look like. So each fan individually will be very different. And keeping detailed notes on them is going to be what helps you remember those differences and cater to them specifically. Each fan site you're on or platform you're on, typically there's a notes section for your fans that you can edit in upkeep. So some things that I include in mine as an example are what the fan's name is or what nickname they like to go by, any kinks, fetishes, or content that they purchase or like most, um, if they've purchased a custom video from me, um, if they've ever mentioned when they get paid, I like to include that detail as well. And if they seem to unlock sales or bundles as opposed to one piece of content at a time, I think that's really telling because it tells you that this fan profile or this demographic of this kind of fan really puts an emphasis on sales and deals. And then you can work that into your copywriting. And then also just little details like um, what's their pet's name or what are their friend's name that they reference often in conversation. All of these small details are important to have accessible when you write them a message, say with a PPV to unlock because then you can cater the language you use specifically to them and their personal desires or motivations. So keeping those fan notes and those buyer personas as we reference them in mainstream, that's fundamentally important for your brand. And that's gonna be something also that's really difficult to do if you're not active in your DMs and engaging with your fans on like a one-on-one basis. Otherwise, if you're just posting content and you're just having people subscribe, you're not gonna be as in touch with who your target audience is. I think this is why I emphasize getting involved in DMs with your fans so much, especially on your fan sites themselves, because those conversations are going to give you a lot of really valuable in-depth feedback as to who your audience and target demographic is. The next thing I'd like to stress, and I have mentioned this again in um, past spaces as well, is to use listening tools to monitor what your audience is saying about you and your brand. This also is valuable to see what people might be saying about competitors. So if you are in highly competitive niche. So for example, I am a redhead, I am a gamer, I am the girl next door. You could say that aligned with my niche is someone like Amaranth. Obviously, she's a beast compared to a creator of my size. But if I'm monitoring things about my own brand, it might be useful or telling to also monitor what the people on the internet are saying about someone who's aligned with me, like Amaranth's brand. So social listening tools are things like Google alerts. So if you go to google.com forward slash alerts, even right now, you can easily set up an alert to receive an email every time someone says something on the internet publicly about your brand. So personally, I have notifications set up for Melrose Michaels. I have notifications set up for Sexwork CEO and any other thing like my business, Shop Networthy. This way, whenever those things are mentioned in public spaces, I'll be the first one because I'm going to get an email that's notifying me of it. This kind of keeps you hyper aware of your brand and the perception around your brand. And I think that that is a great way of understanding what people are thinking and associating with you as a business, as a creator, um, and just your persona. So beyond the audience and the demographics, I want to talk also about focusing on benefits. So benefits really come into play when you're considering and speaking about the offer you make. So the offer you have is what you give in exchange for money, I guess. Uh, you, it could be in exchange for the subscription. What does your fan site offer in exchange for the subscription? What does your video offer in exchange for purchasing it off a clip store? What does your premium Snapchat offer in exchange for that subscription or that flat fee that you charge? 
So understanding that you have an offer and what the benefits of that offer are is really fundamental and it's going to come into play heavily when you're trying to copyright for it. So instead of just listing features or things that you include, you need to focus on the benefits of your product or service and what it provides. So highlighting your offering and how it solves a problem, it suits a desire or improves your customer or fan's life, which I know that sounds extreme when you think of it that way, but that really is what you're trying to sell. And this is kind of ways that you can do it. So one thing that comes into play when you're listing benefits is how you list them and how you write about them. So one of those factors is using you instead of we or are to make your copy feel more fan-centric. So you always want to steer clear of like plural language, words like babes or lovers or boys. Um, the fan is really looking for a one-on-one -on -one intimate experience with you. So using singular language is going to make them feel like they're the only person in the room. And you want to write that way when you're you, like doing descriptions or when you're doing captions on your posts or when you're writing um, your bio, for example. And also pro tip, if you understand that you're going to use singular forms of words in your descriptions and in captions and copy, you also want to speak that way in your content. That actually goes a really long way in terms of the quality of your content and how connected a fan feels when they watch your content. So whenever I'm making content, two of the biggest tricks, and this is off topic of copywriting, but two of the biggest tricks that I like to do is I always speak directly to the person as if they're in the room with me. So even though a fan is a general fan, I'm going to say you, me, us, babe, like direct singular plural or singular framed words. And then another trick I use when I'm filming content to give them that, like that feeling that I'm talking directly to them is I actually look at the lens of my camera so that when they watch back the content, they actually feel like I'm making eye contact with them. This is really huge because a lot of creators film with their front facing cameras on their phones and they actually tend to watch themselves. This is um, a really hard habit to break. It took me a really long time to unlearn this properly. But if you can learn to film with the back camera on your phone or a regular camera where you don't see yourself like on a monitor or such, you're going to have better quality content because when you make eye contact with the lens, that's going to go a long way. I do have a monitor set up or my MacBook set up when I film because I personally film with the back camera on my iPhone and then I mirror my iPhone to my Mac just so I can see out of the corner of my eye my framing, making sure my face is not getting cut off or things like that. But I don't look at the Mac. I look at the lens on the camera because I know it's going to make better quality content. So just to circle back, so using the words you instead of we or are, really making the fan who's going to watch or watch the content or read the caption of the content feel like you're speaking directly to them. Super, super important. The next factor that you're going to include when you're thinking and writing about the benefits of joining your thing or buying your thing is to use emotional language to connect with your audience. So some emotional words you can incorporate in your in your copy. I'm just going to list some examples off. I try to work in these kind of words when I write copy all the time for my feed posts, for my DMs, um, video descriptions, literally everything. So words that create a sense of excitement. So words like thrilling, words like exhilarating or amazing. Words that can be used to create a sense of trust, such as reliable, trusted, proven. You can get really playful with words like proven, like uh, unlocking this, uh, people who unlock this video have proven to be X more likely to come tonight, something like that. You can also use fear words, um, words around fear, like worried, anxious, or concerned. A good example of this is like, I'm just concerned if you don't unlock that video, you're going to regret it when I unsend it later. Fear is a really good motivator for humanity. And as long as you use it ethically, I think it's totally fine. Just words, like I mentioned, like I'm concerned, I'm worried, I'm anxious, I don't want you to miss out. 
Um, other things like happiness. So words that create a sense of happiness, like delighted or pleased. You're going to be really pleased when you watch this. Words around urgency. So a word like now or limited time or last chance. I love using words around urgency, especially when I want to make more sales off content in a shorter time. I'll incorporate a lot of those urgency or scarcity words. Another example is words around inspiration. So such as inspired or motivated or empowered. I want to empower you to have the best JOI session you've ever had. Unlock this video. Or I want to empower you to know how to jerk off yourself better. Unlock this JOI video. Other words are around curiosity, such as discover or uncover or explore. I really, really love to use the word explore in my content. I want us to explore sexual desires you've never told anyone about before, babe. That's a really great example of um, an emotional word that you can incorporate. Now, all of these words and this language that we just went over, singular language, emotional words, you want to incorporate that when you're listing or illustrating the benefits of the product or service you're selling. So this is where most creators, including myself, often fail or stumble, is that you need to describe accurately the benefits of having, you know, subscribed to the fan site or the benefits of having purchased the clip or the benefit of having joined my premium Snapchat, whatever it is you're selling, you need to describe the benefit. So for example, the benefit of someone joining or subscribing to my OnlyFans, me personally, is that they get new content every day on the feed for the cost of the subscription price. So what that means, if I want to translate it by beautifully or more elegantly talking about my benefit, that might sound something like, I make you come every day for less than a dollar a day. That's very easy to understand. It's concise. It's clear. It gets the point across. And it's very, very little words. And that's what you really want to be able to do is state your offer in a very clear, concise manner that anyone who reads or hears it is going to understand. So consider really in depth what your actual offer is on your fan site and then what you're going to guarantee or, you know, quote unquote guarantee, provide to your subscribers. And then you want to write it with as much emotionally, beautifully triggering copy as you can. It would be absolutely incredible if you rated this podcast five stars and left a little review. We want to get this podcast to as many adult creators as possible. And you taking a second to leave a couple stars in a review really helps us do that. Thanks so much. So beyond just listing the benefits, beautifully and elegantly, we want to also use emotions. So this is going to take me back kind of to those words we just went over and also like add, add more context to that. So emotions powerful in terms of a motivator in copywriting, using storytelling to create emotional connection with your audience and make them feel a certain way about your product or service can be really, really useful. So here's how you can use emotion in your copy. You can use vivid language to describe your product or service and how it can transform your customer's life. So imagine this. I love the word imagine for this. So my example would be imagine waking up every morning, hard as a rock, rolling over to me, smiling at you. It paints this picture. It's very visual. It tells a story. It can easily be continued in our conversation, say in DMs, to go into a sexing session, which I can now upsell them. Or say that this was on a feed, like a feed for a post unlock. I can take that copy and then extend it with a call to action, unlock this video to see my smiling face. All you have to do is continue your storyline and then you have the option to upsell along the way. But you wanna use that vivid storyteller kind of language. You can also use metaphors and analogies to create a memorable or relatable image in your audience's mind. So for example, something you could say, something I've said in the past is turning renew on is like whispering in my ear 
I want you not just now, but tomorrow and the day after. You have no idea how hot that is to me, babe. So you paint this picture using a metaphor that triggers an emotional reaction from your fan or user that's going to encourage the behavior you want them to do. So this is me using a metaphor and a call to action all in one. The next part would be to use humor to surprise or to grab your audience's attention and make your copy more memorable. So an example of this might be, we're going to find out what your pain threshold is for carpal tunnel at this rate. Something like that that's like silly and playful and is light. Uh, I can't tell you how many sales I've made using humor versus using sexuality. I really do think that it goes 50-50 and you can accomplish the same with either thing. So incorporating humor in, in ways on your captions and in your copywriting is going to go a long way as well. Next topic on this I want to talk about is creating urgency. We kind of touched on it early in the beginning. But urgency is a powerful psychological trigger. Um, we covered some of these urgency and scarcity tactics on our sales psychology space in the past as well. So if you haven't listened to that, I highly suggest it. So using powerful psychological triggers can remove people or can motivate people to take action. So using phrases like limited time offer or this offer expires at midnight, things like that to create a sense of urgency in your copy are going to go a long way. So here's how you can create some urgency in your copy. There's some examples here I've listed for y'all. So using time-sensitive language to create a sense of urgency and FOMO or that fear of missing out. And some examples of time-sensitive language might be limited time or phrases like limited availability or ending soon or only X spots remaining available. We've all kind of heard that in the Twitter sphere or sex work Twitter when people are trying to push their fan sites or when they're trying to push clips. These are limited phrases or time-sensitive or time-restrained phrases that are going to help with the sales because it's good copyright. Another one would be urgent. So words like urgent, time sensitive, don't wait. Something that emphasizes the importance of acting quickly. Urgency words also play a big role and they're very similar to the limited words. Another one would be last chance. So using phrases like last chance, final opportunity, or ending today. Another option that I've used many times is countdown options. So phrases like limited time remaining or ending in X days or X spots remaining. These all create urgency and emphasize a ticking clock. And then immediate words. So now, act fast. Anything that's demanding they take an action in the moment, that's going to increase your at your threshold of people doing the behavior and the call to action that you're requesting. So now we've kind of just segued really nicely into calls to action, which I know I've spent a lot of time talking about in ambassador spaces, but a CTA or a call to action is essentially just encouraging your audience to take action or perform a behavior. So some examples of calls to actions that I consistently use um, across the board and not just content, but also in my, you know, my copy, in my offers, in my descriptions on videos is buy now, unlock now, or open now. You can use get instant access or get instant access now, open this, unlock this, watch now, press play, Tip this post, like, comment, share, or save. Those are also really useful for social media captions or calls to action. And then you could also incorporate questions, but that's more for social media as well because you're eliciting a response, which as a byproduct will get you more comments, which is still the call to actions goal. All of those things using urgency and using um, scarcity language is going to increase the effectiveness of your calls to action because you're setting a time sensitivity to it and you want to really drive that behavior to click or purchase that thing. And if you add that time sensitivity, they feel more obligated in doing it sooner as an impulse rather than contemplating it or thinking about it. Another thing that I want to touch on here, and we've talked about this again before in past spaces, is social proof. 
So people are more likely to trust and buy from a business that has social proof. So using testimonials and reviews, this is going to show your audience that others have had a positive experience with you and on your pages and with your content. So here are some ways that you can use social proof in your copy. You can use actual quotes from customers or fans, things that they've said to you in DMs one-on-one. You can just copy and paste it into your captions or into your copy that you use for a video description or for a feed post to unlock or a PPV to unlock. And then additionally, you can take that a step further by screenshotting the DMs from fans who have said something positive about your content or your page. And then you can use these screenshots of the social proof in posts on social media, as well as attached to locked PPV messages so that the fans can see the review for free, but then they're more likely to unlock the content you sent with it. So something I used to do was for all of my PPV content, I would attach screenshots of reviews from fans so that they see their review for free and then they they are more tempted to pay to unlock the PPV. This way they have the proof that this was a great video, it's worth the money, people are raving about it, boom, now we're converting more sales and DMs and anyone can use that tactic, it's super easy. Next, using strong post captions. So in mainstream world, this would be referred to as like the headline. So the headline of the thing is more important than the body of the writing or the body of the text. But in our industry, the way that this would apply would be in your post captions. So your post captions on your feed are going to act as your social headlines to your brand. It's often the first thing your audience is going to see and read. So it's really important to make them attention grabbing. So if you've ever heard someone refer to a hook, um, having really strong hooks is a great way to keep people engaged or continue reading or stop scrolling. And that's something that you can just Google even what are good hooks for Twitter, what are good hooks for TikTok, what are good hooks for Instagram reels. And it's going to give you a list of the first three or four or five things you say or write that are great hooks that are going to engage someone to continue to read or continue to watch. So we use hooks on our Twitter threads, for example, something like I have the secret for earning more on OnlyFans. It's like engaging, it hooks you in to read, and then you're going to continue to read. So you can use that same hooking tactic or headline tactic to hook your reader into reading the rest of your caption and potentially unlocking your PPV or unlocking your feed post or purchasing your clip. So power words can be used to do this, like secret or proven or ultimate. They're going to grab the reader's attention. You can also use numbers or statistics to create a sense of authority and credibility. So an example of this might be 80% of fans who come to my page on a free trial stay and resubscribe at full price because they hate the idea of missing out on tonight's new show. And that kind of like number-driven data just gives me the authority or the appearance of authority where fans are like, oh, I can really trust this creator. Like 80% is a high number of fans who show up on a free trial. Like that's wild. Um, And then you can also use questions like we mentioned a minute ago to pique your audience's curiosity and encourage them to read on. So this is kind of why we see so many Instagram um, captions having questions like, "Is it? do you like this or that? Do you prefer this or that? And while I don't think a lot of those are particularly amazing in terms of copy, you can apply that question strategy in your post captions or in your video descriptions to kind of elicit the same response. If you love this video, comment below and let other fans know what your favorite part was, things like that. Then we're going to move on. These are kind of the last two pieces of writing really, really good copy. And I want to emphasize this um, a little bit because I think this is where people who are learning copy tend to mess up the most is that they try to do all the things all in one sentence or all at once. And as a result, they actually make their copy um, less effective and less clear. And that is a major, major fail point for a lot of creators. So 
Number seven is just using clear and concise language. Um, I tweet about this. I think I tweeted just recently on Sex Work CEO, but if your language isn't super simple, super clear, and super concise, you're always going to lose the sale or almost always. So you have to make the decision for the fan to spend money the easiest way they can possible. So you're only going to ever want to include one call to action in your caption or in your post or in your PPV unlock, whatever you're writing for. And then because the moment you add multiple, you reduce the effectiveness and you increase confusion. So if you're saying to a fan, like this post, comment on it, and then DM me, you've just given them three calls to action. They're unlikely to do all three and they're even less likely to do one because you asked for three. So really making sure you're asking for one thing in one call to action per one caption or per one sentence that you're copywriting. So if you were a fan on my page, for example, you'll notice that my feed post will say some sort of copy, tip this post if, or like this post if, or comment on this post if. And I don't always use that same sentence structure, but it's just, you know, to paint a picture. Or I'll have DM me after you watch. In this way, I'm either getting likes, I'm getting comments, which is engaged. My page is very engaged. Or they're driving, they're being driven to DMs where I can upsell them, monetize them, or I'm making tips on the posts themselves. You can do the same kind of copywriting in terms of your PPVs. Unlock this video if. Unlock to show me that. Anything that has the call to action, make sure it's just the one in whatever the, the copy you're writing is. The moment you add multiple, you're unlikely to make the sale. You also want to avoid using jargon or acronyms for or like technical terms that your audience may not be super familiar with. I won't tell fans, I won't say the word PPV to fans because fans typically don't know what a PPV is. They know that I sent them content to unlock. They don't know what we call that. It's not their industry. It's not their jargon. So I'll say unlock my last message or I'll say unlock that video to be very clear and very concise and not incorporate industry talk to a fan who isn't familiar with my industry. I think that's really important because it's an easy way to lose the sale because you've just confused them with a, an acronym that they don't understand. Also using active voice instead of passive voice is going to make your copy more engaging. This is, comes back to that language choice that you use. And then using bullet points or number lists can break up your copy and also make it easier to skim. So if you are writing new copy for your profile bio, for example, I would encourage you to really make sure you have a strong offer. It's very clear and that you can include bullet points if you want to say list some things that you offer and it makes it very easy to skim and read. But also the end of it, make sure there's a call to action to actually subscribe because that's really important. If you don't have a call to action in your bio, it's going to be less effective. Last but not least, and this is the part that no one wants to hear me say, um, <laughs> it's just to test, test and optimize. One of the most important things you can do to improve your copywriting is to test and optimize it. Um, something I like to do is using A-B testing to experiment with different headlines, different calls to action, and just different elements in terms of language to see what works best for my audience. And a great way to do a split test is to use one version of your copy in like a feed post um, or a PPV that's going out on the free page, and then use a different version of that same copy, the, the B test, on say your paid page. And if you're on multiple fan sites, you can also do this by using one copy on say OnlyFans and then another version of the copy on Fansly or even a C version of the copy on something like Loyal Fans, depending on how many platforms you manage. But other ways you can test and optimize your copy, creating, like I said, two versions, an A and a B, where you only shift or change one variable, either the language or the call to action. So if I had a split test for two copies and one said, tip this post if you like my lingerie, and the other said, tip this post if you like purple on me. Those are, say I was wearing purple lingerie. 
those two versions of the copy would, one would be A, one would be B. I could test them on different pages. Now, if I want to see which one's performing well, let's say tip this post if you like this lingerie performed really well, but tip this post if you like me in purple didn't perform as well, that I'm going to keep tip this post if you like me in this lingerie. And then I'm going to tweak it and exchange one new variable before I continue to optimize that copy. So the next time I use it for my pages, I might say tip this post if you like me in lingerie. And on the B test of that, that new and improved version, I might say tip this post $5 if you like this lingerie. I changed the call to action, but I didn't change the language. Or now that we're, we've chosen the better performing, we could change the language and keep the call to action. Tip this post if you like this lingerie, same call to action. And then tip this post if you like this lingerie on your, if you'd like this lingerie on your bedroom floor. And now we can compare those and see what works better. But you only want to change one variable at a time when you're split testing. You either want to test and change the call to action or test and change the copy or the language you're using. You never want to change both because you've just skewed your data and you won't actually have a clear answer on which is performing better than the other. And then testing each version with a small subset of your audience is also something you can do. You can create um, two fan lists if you'd like to do that on your page where you have like a, a fan list A, fan list B. And when you're sending out a PPV for unlock, for example, you can test one copy with the PPV and send it to half your fans on list A. And you could test the other half by sending it with different copy on your list B and kind of gauge those results and then make note and improve going forward. Basically just using the winning version as your new control and then testing a better version the next time you go to post a similar post or the repeat that content or whatever it might be. Just by following these actionable steps, you can improve your copywriting skills and create content that resonates really well with your audience and also motivates them to take action. And like, I want to preface this too, because copywriting is a skill and it takes a lot, a lot, a lot of practice. So keep honing your skills and experimenting with different techniques just to figure out what works for you. I think that's really important because we're all so different. Again, I'm Laura Michaels, an independent adult creator with over a decade of experience in the industry. I've only founded sexworkco.com as a way to document and share what's worked for me in building my business so that hopefully I can make building yours easier. All the info we put out here is free. So if you liked something you heard, please, please, please share us to your timelines, expose us to other creators that might need our help. Um, and then also just make sure you're following all of our socials at SexWorkCEO on Twitter and Instagram, and then SWCEO on YouTube and TikTok. And yeah, I think that kind of wraps up our space. I appreciate all of y'all tuning in. I am behind on shooting my own content, so that is why I'm gonna wrap this early. I'm returning to live streaming games on Twitch today. And uh, because I have added that to my plate, I need to go make my content earlier than usual. Who misses free and affordable ads without the anti-sex work rhetoric? Assembly 4 is a team of sex workers and technologists from Melbourne, Australia, aiming to bring back free and fair advertising to the sex work community. They also give back to organizations based in harm reduction, sex work, and education. Stepping away from the clunky design of traditional platforms, their platform, Trist.link, is a refreshing and well-needed change in both presentation and mission. It's free to join and open to all. In the words of an A4 user, from the policies to the language to the advice and tips, it makes such a big difference to feel supported and encouraged instead of policed.